Hello everyone. It has been a while, but we are back. And apologies Woo-hoo. for the delay, but we... Well, we have no other excuse except we've been flat out, which might sound weird, but as the restrictions have eased and with the nutrition program kicking off the way it has, we've been pretty busy, which has been super exciting for us. Um, less exciting for avid podcast listeners, but good news, we are back and we will be back more often as we just settle into this new normal, I guess. I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing COVID normal and new normal, but... Here we are, 2020. Welcome, Dan. Thank you. So I put the call out yesterday on our social media platforms um, across our groups and Instagram for some questions. And there has been a pretty consistent theme come through. And I guess we can briefly touch on it before we get into them. But the theme has largely been people in a funk, how to get out of the funk and get that motivation back. Um, I think it's fair to say across the board that in lockdown one everyone was pretty good it was sort of like it was new you know in a weird way it was exciting like it was sort of this new project and we were going to spend all this time at home and you know not not have to commute and work from home all that fun stuff workouts were different like i think yeah when, it was a change whenever, yeah whenever something changes it can be quite exciting at the start and then that wears off yeah um and then lockdown 2.0 i mean even the weeks leading up to it there was just a sense of dread like everyone was like oh it's coming and i think that dreads sort of carried over into the actual lockdown and hurt everyone's motivation to do things that would positively benefit them anyways that's my little spiel on that so we've we've painted the picture question number one hi Nikki, if you're listening, hope you're well. <laughs> Help. Each night I go to bed telling myself that I will wake up in the morning and do a workout. In brackets, I really do. Each morning I wake up, but I'm not motivated to do the workout. What can I do to get myself out of this pattern? Oh, I love it. So just a couple of quick tips straight off the top of my head is set your alarm earlier. So obviously... If you're planning to do it in the morning and you've got work and whatever and you know you have to be out by a certain time, you need to change what happens in the morning. So you need to be up earlier. So set your alarm. Also, one thing I find really useful is getting your clothes ready. So getting your workout clothes ready as soon as you wake up, you see them and you put them straight on. (laughs) Yeah, just minimizing as many obstacles as possible in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know motivation is great thinking you're going to do something is great but like when we wake up in the morning i don't think anyone wakes us up and goes woo like and really feels like doing a workout like i I can think of a couple people but they're um they're rare yeah very very rare Rare, so what you need to do is optimize your environment to make you um do that whatever whatever behavior it is you're looking to do one step further than that is take take the pressure completely off So it's not like, okay, you wake up in the morning and your motivation's low because you look at the workout and it's 25 minutes of hard work, half an hour, however long. It's like, all right, the hardest part is actually getting started. We know that. So let's say, all right, I really can't be bothered, but I'm going to put my shoes on and do a warm-up. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. If I want to stop after the warm-up, I'm done. Cool. Most people, when they get through a warm-up, 
they're more than likely like in the zone, ready to go. You got your heart rate up a little bit, you're nice and warm and it's like, all right. But if you're still feeling flat then, walk away. That's all right. You've already done 100% more than you did yesterday. And then the next day you might be like, all right, I'll do the warm up again. And then, all right, I'm going to try and do a set. I'm just going to do 10 squats and a push up, whatever, whatever it is on the day. And if I, if I, if I'm really hating it still, I'm done. You get through 10, like you just slowly build momentum. So motivation always comes on the back of action. So if you take the action, then the momentum and the motivation starts to build. That's pretty much my only tip on that is just lower the expectations, nail something that's really easy, like make it so easy that you can't possibly fail and then just slowly build on that. Yeah. Don't expect too much of yourself too soon and then just work your way on up. I was about to say, it's very rare that of, like when we have suggested this to people in the past, that someone has warmed up and then not felt like doing it. Oh yeah. It's always misery until you start. Yeah. Even we're like that. I couldn't be bothered today. Yeah. And then halfway through, I was like, this is awesome. (laughs) Some sick way. I was just like, oh, I was dragging my feet. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Um, All right. Question number two, how to prioritize time for yourself. Seeing as I've never really struggled with this, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to send it over to Dan, who you know, does struggle with you this. You know what? I, I love your I, honesty. I'm pretty good at prioritizing you myself, are, you so are I'll leave it to good. Dan. I was about to say, I think especially mums struggle with this. Um, yeah. Mum guilt. Yeah. Real thing. Absolutely. And, you know, you've got 50 other things to do, but your health and your well-being is a priority you need to put that pretty high on your list because without your health you can't complete the list yeah i was just gonna jump in there and say you might have a bunch of things to do and pick the kids up from school or do this and that and cook the tea or whatever it is but it's like are you going to be able to do them at the best of your ability if you're not looking after yourself like would your performance improve if you were fitter, stronger, happier, you know, like all those things. And it ultimately just comes down to like not being able to look after anyone else unless you can look after yourself. Yeah. So like we're quite lucky. I don't, I haven't been sick a lot in my lifetime. However, um, I did we know plenty of people last year when I had pneumonia and I was like, could not get out of bed. Down for the count. I could not help anybody. Um, and knowing that feeling, I never want to be there again. So I do everything in my power to prioritize me, to make sure I can do all the things that I want to do and the things that need to be done. So you being a priority needs to be done. So I like that really is high on my to-do list now. Yeah, so uh, another way you can think of it is it's like it's less about you, it's more about the people around you. So it's like, all right, if I'm going to be the... You know, and this question came in from a mum and a wife so it's like if i'm going to be the best possible wife mum i can be then i need to be in you know like my best possible condition yeah so i then need to prioritize my health yeah i was just actually talking to someone about this just earlier we we're talking about food and she was saying she never cared um about like cooking and that kind of thing it wasn't really a priority for her until she had her baby, her baby is now 17 years old, um, that she really, and we do naturally as humans, like we, we don't feel that need, um, to do for ourselves as we would for others. 
So if we really try and get that same mentality, yeah, like so what would you do? Find your motivation yeah. from people around you. Um, and yeah, apply that to ourselves. That would be fantastic. Yeah. And in a more like less philosophical advice, I guess would just be like at the start of the week, schedule in your exercise first. So I'm training at nine o'clock every day, bang, half an hour, hour, however long it is, because if it's not an afterthought, you know, like it'll mean that at nine o'clock, like you are locked in, ready to go. You're expecting to do it and you're mentally prepared. So prioritize it not only in your mind, but also on your calendar. Hope that helps. Next question. And this is a topic in itself. So we will try and be short because God knows I can go off on a tangent. But why is permanent lifestyle change so hard? Okay, I'll go first. You go second. Permanent... I like how he pushed in then, guys, because he really likes this one. That's because my advice yeah. is better than yours. Okay. Permanent lifestyle change is so hard because 99% of the people who try and change something permanently, they either choose the wrong thing or they make it too difficult. They don't take their time. They go from zero to 100 and basically set themselves up to fail. So, yeah, and it's, it's sort of that mentality like, you know, the diet starts Monday. It's that sort of like, all right, Monday, here it comes. I'm not smoking, I'm not drinking, I'm not eating Uber Eats ever again. And it's like, it's just, it's not realistic to expect to be able to do that stuff. It's like, all right, just pick one thing at a time. Like, extrapolate it over a year. It's like, all right, this time next year, that is 52 weeks. If I choose one small thing and nail it every week, and it can be super small, it can literally be like, I don't exercise at all. I'm just going to walk around the block every day. If you do that every day for a week and then next week you choose something different, I never drink water. I always drink Pepsi Max, which is just phenomenal beverage. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, all right, rather than 10 cans of Pepsi Max a day, I'm going to have three and I'm going to drink water. Like it's just small changes like that week on week, build the momentum and that's how it becomes permanent don't try and do too much too early that's why permanent lifestyle change is hard for a lot of people anything to add oh no you're so good and you have the best advice so um is there is there any need for me to is there any need for me to be on this podcast at all maybe we should just call it the b podcast i threw you a bone by inviting you on it anyway i know um no absolutely you're right so like people do have that all or nothing mentality and not only that, the at the first sign of a speed hump, people will often stop. Yeah, okay. it, it's not only the all or nothing mentality. It's like, you know, imagine if you've got a giant rock and you're just chipping away, trying to break it up. Like, you just go little by little, yeah. just little chips. Don't, you know, take, you don't try and hit a home run every yeah. Monday. So it's all good. So let's go back to what you were saying about the task week on week. So yeah. the first week you were doing walking. Yeah. The second week you tried to do the Pepsi Max, but you couldn't. You couldn't do what out what you set out to do. Pull it back to the walking. Start again. Okay. So yeah. like, don't stop guys. That's probably the key um, there. Like, it's not easy. Like, if yeah. you think about life, like, always, always, always look at the big picture. You know, if we stopped every time something got hard, we we would not get anywhere. Just on the stopping as well, like, um, it's something that have, you know, 
the accountability of a coach. Like with our nutrition program at the moment, I just had a client who weight loss is the goal and they plateaued for a week, which is like normal. We know as, you know, I guess relative experts <laughs> that it, it's completely normal. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not a perfect linear graph, but this person was flat and like we understand completely, you know, like you're trying hard and then to not get the reward in that, you know, in that isolated seven, yeah, seven tough. day period. It's tough, yeah. but especially uh, if you've yeah. made change um, and, that you thought would lead and they had, to really good results. And they had, and it's like, we just needed a little bit longer and then sure enough, like we chatted it through and you know i explained that it was normal to flatten out a bit but if we just stick fat for a little bit longer you know we can expect to see the result albeit slightly delayed and sure enough next week bang drop again and i guess like the message is previously that might have been caused to stop you know that might have been i've been doing so well and then i didn't get it oh stuff it whereas having that you know that person in your corner can really help yeah, having people in your corner is a really big one. I always, always say to um, my clients, my nutrition clients especially, is tell people what you're trying to do. I sent you a quote. This, well, it's not a quote. It's a fact. If you write things down and tell someone, you are 90% more likely to achieve the goal. Yeah, so like 90%. people want to help you, especially people that care about you. Yeah. Of course, they they will do everything in their power to assist you. They'll probably do it with you. Exactly. Well, so what like, are we doing let this? people yeah. know. Don't let your goals be a secret and something like you feel like you need to hide until you achieve it. Yep. Because most likely you will achieve it a lot, lot quicker with their support. I think a lot of the time with that, it's a pride thing as well. Like um, admitting that you want to change might also then be construed as admitting that you're not 100% happy with where you are currently. But uh, I think are we ever? Doesn't everyone strive for progress? I think so. So we do. But yeah, I think you know, like the sooner you're able to come to terms with that. Well, never in my life have I met someone and they've gone, "Yep, yeah, like my life's perfect. I'm I'm happy with everything, and I just want to well, stay right here forever." It's often the people who you think have the most the perfect lives who are the most unhappy as well. But we digress. So anyway, <laughs> permanent lifestyle change. Change one small. Th- thing at a time make it so easy that you can't possibly not do it and then as you get more and more confident you can make it progressively harder what was your advice again i have a mental blank at the first sign of it ah yes 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 speed hump yes at the speed hump just dig in and just go for a little bit longer and the tide will turn and number three would be um let people know what your goal is around you so oh, that support start environment a, yes um, start an instagram we'll, fitness blog we'll, <laughs> no, that'll posit- positively influence your journey yeah 100 percent. all great advice especially mine all right next question <laughs> question four should i train work out when under stress and this is again quite a broad one but let's just Let's just pretend it's the normal stress. Normal stress. Let's just pretend it's like the day to day twenty twenty stress. So mm-hmm. nothing crazy, but you know, like just the rigors of day to day life. Not, you're not dealing with a severe traumatic situation. Yes. One hundred percent unequivocal. Yes. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. You should. You should definitely train when you're stressed. Nine times out of ten, you will feel less stressed yeah. by the time you finish. Oh, you'll feel fantastic. Like, I'll use this story. So, like, 
this has been a weird six months, it's fair to say. And, like, just when I feel like it's starting to become, like, a bit like I'm going to snap and, like, you know, William will do something that wouldn't normally get me annoyed, but, or, like, you know what he does? He's slurpy drinking. So he, this kid's eight years old and he can't drink out of a glass. <laughs> he starts slurping and I hate listening to people eat. It's this like my, is it's coming my trigger. from the 27-year-old man who chews his nails and everybody has to listen to that. I chew my nails, but anyway, this Keep is not going. about me. Keep so going. it's like every, he was slurping his drink the other day and like I thought I was going to snap. And, you know, but just after half an hour of exercise i'll probably sound like a cult like preacher but it's like i just it was just it was just not a non-deal it wasn't even a big deal it was no deal and it's just like i felt so much better that it was almost embarrassing how much it affected me just exercise Uh, ridiculous it does make me laugh anyway you should definitely train if you are stressed yes physical stress is slightly different to like that mental stress of everything's a bit much at the moment. So yep. physical stress might be injury or some kind of illness. Like that is way different. Yeah. So for today, we're just talking more about that. Like you know, works hard, homes hard, everything's a bit much. The kind of stress. Yeah. Um. Oh, here's a good one. How can I make my results faster? Oh, you can get like anyone can get any result they want. Anyone. 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 In a very short period of time. I forgot what you Anyone. <laughs> In a very short period of time. Why? 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 Like, what is your end goal? Like, do you want to lose 5K in actually this is actually what someone was messaging us about they lost um a whole lot of weight to fit into this dress um (laughs) for a event for a wedding it wasn't their wedding uh, a wedding they were attending and they they did it they did an unhealthy um was it detox detox yeah they got there and they looked amazing and apparently it was their most liked picture on Instagram for that year. Which is a win in anyone's exactly. language. Exactly. Yep. Um, however, that, was, that wasn't sustainable. So what, what is your end result? Are you trying to fit into that dress? Are you trying to do it in a healthy manner? Or are you trying to make a move to a healthier lifestyle that is maintainable? Yes. So sustainable results are typically slower. Absolutely. I, I, I think it's fair to say. Like um, I could go on OptiFast tomorrow and like I could I could lose a whole heap of weight. However, do I want to be supplementing my meals for the rest of my life? Yes. You've talked me into it. <laughs> no. Yeah. So um, I, let's assume that this person is doing most things well and like, you know, eats good quality foods and like just wants to speed up the process. Like... All you have to do is just increase the intensity of the change. So, you know, add the something in. Broad example is all right. So, if I'm eating a little bit less and I'm in a bit of a calorie deficit and I'm losing a little bit of weight every week, essentially, if I want to speed it up, I need to increase my calorie deficit either through exercise or through eating less. Exactly. Do an ex- If you train three times a week, train four times a week. Yeah. So, a small little change like that. But. The problem is, is that the larger the calorie deficit, like 
the faster your results come, the harder it is. Like the more strain it's going to put on your lifestyle. You're probably going to be a bit cranky, a bit hangry, not sleeping as well, not training as well. Like it, it can become a bit of a detractor from everything else. So it's sort of about finding your sweet spot. So how can I get the results I want without it being a net negative across my whole life? I was about to say, people often get caught up with that angle and with unrealistic timeframes. And they forget about how miserable the process was. They they forget about, yeah, what they're, what is it costing them? Yep. You know, is it costing you time with your family? Is it costing you sleep? Is it costing you mm. happiness? Yep. Like... It's, it's hard being hungry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. people underestimate. That's why with our nutrition clients, we try not to have them too hungry. Yeah. Like knowing that you, you will be a little bit strained is normal, yeah. totally okay. But if you get to the point where it's like, God, I'm starving all the time, it's like, all right, we've, we've gone a little bit too far. Yeah. Yes, you, you will get fast results. But if you want to talk about motivation, like ask me how your motivation is three days into a detox. All you want to do is crush a pizza and chocolate. Yeah. Despite probably losing three or, f- or four kgs, which we would consider to be a win, right? Not really. You know, like it's, it's sort of about the faster your results will be is like the more intense you're, you're willing to be with the changes. Put simply. We'd need more information from that person about what they're currently doing before we yeah. could make a really specific change. Yeah. Obviously, guys, this is all yeah. very general. Yeah, it's all general. <laughs> um, quick one for you. Can I lose weight in one specific area? Oh, <laughs> no. We wish. I know. Uh, no. Weight loss is like trying to empty water out of a pool. Like you can scoop out of the corner to try and make the corner smaller, but the water's going to come down all over. So, yeah. So body fat percentage as a whole, guys. Yeah. Spot gain, absolutely. If you want larger arms, pump those curls. But spot reduction, unfortunately, doesn't exist. Oh, right. oh this is one of my favorites. Very close to my heart. And I'll ask you on oh, this. Oh, goodness. This is off Instagram. It's a bit of an in-joke with one mm. of our clients. Oh, I think I know. <laughs> I know what one it is. How to get the perfect school drop-off body. Honestly, can, can you tell the people what the drop-off no. body this program is, is? This is what this is the rubbish you need to listen to if you have a personal training <laughs> session with Ben. <laughs> nah, so the perfect school drop-off a body is just to leave those parents' jaws on the floor as you drop you as you drop your kid off. Honestly, just got to train and eat well. You're obviously not a good parent. You're too focused on yourself at school drop-off. <laughs> just got to train and eat well. All right, um, next one. This is. Probably a better question. Apologies to that person who sent in the last one. We'll talk about it on Thursday. It's obviously a goal of ours. All right. Can you overtrain and what are the signs? Yeah, I like this one. Um, Yes, you can. And here are the signs. Go, Benjamin. Um, Bad sleep, bad performance, lack of appetite, lack of results, maybe even like weight gain. Yep. Um feeling like you just your adrenals are tapped out like you're just flat all the time yeah like a bit fatigued yeah so if you're if you're doing a workout we always say to people it can be hard and this is why again coaching is so valuable in the training sector um like what is the purpose of that workout so for example if you're doing a five minute amrap where you are meant to absolutely like kill yourself like all out for five minutes and you feel like that you can work at a capacity of 40 percent 
that's probably not ideal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you feel like you're running at that really low point and you can't you can't train the way that that session was intended to be, you're probably a little bit overtrained. Yeah, and or under recovered. Yeah, so I was just about to make that point with the people that we see, it's very rarely overtraining in the sense of like too much activity it's more typically under recovered yeah in regards to lack of sleep lack of hydration like the things that we can correct over like really, t- over a two to three day period yeah. t- to leave you f- feeling pretty good like i would never say that i've ever been overtrained. it's more that i haven't looked after other stuff yeah i've met i've met a couple of over trainers but not many it's more yeah uh, um with most of the clients we see it would definitely be definitely more common the recovery side yeah um, and it's just it really is simple things like i was watching television that's why i didn't go to bed it's like well the simple in theory is hard in practice yeah like yeah. i had to watch an epi- extra episode it's like well did you well we've seen some pretty you know <laughs> compelling tv shows i was about lately. to say we're, cur- we're currently on a good um series on netflix at the moment yeah, and we can definitely relate to the extra extra episode but yeah i would say if you're feeling like you're overtrained before we would look at reducing training i would look at increasing yeah. your like re- recovery protocols i guess so go to bed a little bit earlier have some salt on your food drink plenty of water, water. Eat some carbs. Food. If you're a low carb out there, please eat some you, carbs. What are you eating? Get some protein in. Yep. And um, see how you feel in a couple of days. Uh, last one, and we'll leave you guys. This is, I just had to Google this one so I could give you like proper good. Oh, you, you know. Googled. Oh, that is very reliable source. Is that where you get all your answers from? <laughs> Especially for the drop-off body. <laughs> oh. All right. What are emulsifiers, preservatives, and caking agents? Oh, I love it. I love it. I love food. It's my thing. So you will likely see those on the back of the packets for processed goods mainly. Um, just to give you an idea. So emulsifiers, and this is off the Google, so... Off the Google. Why do you need to Google that? No, well, I just wanted to make sure that it was really specific and not like, emul- you know, I would say that... Well, it's about mouth pleasure, guys. What I thought emulsifiers were and what they actually were is spot on, which is good. But emulsifiers make stuff smoother and it helps you mix stuff that is doesn't normally mix, like oil and water. Yep. And Dr. Google backed me up on that, so that's good. I'm, so gl- I'm glad I'm glad it was supported. <laughs> yeah, I know. I would have been embarrassed if I got it wrong. <laughs> but all good. I was like, I just want to make sure before this goes out to the World Wide Web. But, yeah, so basically foods that aren't really meant to go together, emulsifiers allows you to bind them, mix them, make them taste good. So we live in a world where we love eating processed foods they use a lot of emulsifiers to make so a lot of study goes into like how it actually feels like the crunch of food like the texture of it in your mouth yeah how the person responds when they eat it so i think emulsifiers are huge so like if you think about like a protein shake for example would probably have an emulsifier in it to make it smooth and creamy creamy, like a chocolate milkshake yeah it tastes like a chocolate milkshake but it doesn't even have milk in it if you make it at home it's got like little bits of spinach and like little powder kegs from the you know the protein powder and stuff so um so yeah that 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 is one to watch out for preservatives i feel like um over 
over the years um we know a lot more about preservatives like i know like maybe what 10 years ago msg was huge like they were on msg they were on preservatives MSG. though just as like a rough guide like they basically help increase an item's shelf, shelf life. life yeah, yeah. so it's, that it costs less you don't have to throw it out exactly so have you have you ever seen like those um um, like, like no... pictures on Facebook where it's like a Big Mac that someone stored for 10 years and it still looks oh, the same. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's because of all of the preservatives in that food. In the ingredients, yeah. Um, <laughs> the bun, the it, meat. Exactly. Yeah. So like it makes it last for a really long period of time. Yeah. Um, so anything with numbers on the back. And I was talking to a nutrition client the other day and they were saying how they purchased something and it, on the front of it, it had... I forget what it was if we were talking about calories or carbs or protein. Like people get paid so much money in the marketing industry for you to see what they want you to see. Yeah, they'll be like, low fat, Okay. sugar. Don't look on the front of a packet. Look at the back. Look at the back. Nutritional information. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They'll be like, you know, high protein snack, eight grams. It's like, what? Yeah. So like... They're allowed to write whatever they want, really. Yeah. And I was, I was speaking to someone this morning, the person that actually asked that question, which is fantastic. Mm. Um, so generally speaking, if you don't know what something is on the back of the packet, I'd say it's not great for you. Okay. Especially if it's yeah, food. Especially speaking. if it's something you're consuming. Yeah. Um, same with a number. It's something that is not natural so yeah. it's something that has been made yeah um and it's generally yeah to either make it make something taste better or to make something last, last for longer. a longer period of time yeah and the last one was anti-caking agent and that basically is something that they put in foods so that it doesn't get lumpy yeah so, so same, same as the emulsifier where it's all about being nice and smooth creamy in your mouth and um making sure that it sets off all the pleasure receptors in your brain making you want more yeah um that's all our questions for today yeah, so thanks, thanks for all those that yeah we got to thank you very lot. much for everyone who sent those through that was good some good discussion points there um we will be back next week with a topic that i haven't thought of yet so <laughs> stay tuned for that honestly you're so organized that's all right we got seven days to sort it out i'm thinking maybe that we'll actually do it with lifestyle change i feel like that's a good one lifestyle change coming next week bd radio podcast hope everyone has a good day and if you're booked in for a session we will see you soon bye guys